Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I am Ken Walls and I'm your host. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a rock star joining us. I met this lady on an airplane. And as the saying goes, nothing in this world of ours happens by chance. You are going to love this woman and her energy and her beautiful smile and everything about her. So do yourself, me, and your friends and family a favor and share this out. Please share this out. I'm going to come right back here in just a minute and bring the one and only Yolanda Cooper on. See you guys in a minute. And we're back. Let me bring Yolanda on. Yolanda, welcome to the show. Why, thank you, sir. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm excited to have you on today. Well, I so, feel honored to be on here with you today. We were flying from Columbus to yes. Dallas. I was getting off the plane and staying in Dallas, and you were headed to Vegas. That's it. Yeah. That's it. So we were talking and I thought we had, I mean, honestly, the talk we had on the plane made it feel like it was a 15 minute trip. It did. It did. It was crazy. So, excuse me. I started this show, I guess, four and a half years ago. There is my brother, Jose Garza, watching with us. I started this about four years, a little over four years ago, I guess. Um, And it was really to help people have a breakthrough in life, to get unstuck. Mm -hmm. And um, I think we've all been stuck and we've all had to figure it out and work through it to get unstuck. And um, I just loved your energy and your story. And that's, that's why you're here. So um, Yolanda, welcome. And so let's start with um, you talking about where you were born and raised first. Where, where did it all begin for you? Absolutely. It all began in Cleveland, Ohio. Cleveland, the yes. mistake on the lake. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> the worst storms ever, the worst winters ever, but oh, we made it through. It's bad. Yeah. So born and raised Cleveland, Ohio. Um, um, Let's see here. On the east side of Cleveland, for those yeah. who are familiar with Cleveland, sort of the east side of east side of Cleveland. Um, born with my mom, my mom and my my dad were not married at the time, and then got married um, after we were together. Um, and unfortunately, that did not work, and so ended up. Um, it's it's weird because it's not really weird, but it's very cultural where you end up with your grandmother. You know, mom and myself end up with my grandmother and then my mother moved on and they say my grandmother got so attached to me. She said, no, I don't want to let her go. I was the first and the only grandchild. Wow. Um, and so my grandmother had um, six kids of her own. I actually have an uncle that's younger than me. And my oh grandmother, my. 
My grandmother calls him the change of life baby. You know, back then they didn't have babies at 40 and 41. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah, but grew up in a loving home. I'm, I'm very blessed, um, very cohesive, very together. Um, always cooking and praying. That That's the highlight. Those are the two highlights you'll always see in the Johnson household. It's cooking, eating, and praying. Cooking, eating, and praying. Yes, okay. absolutely. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, you could come off the street and my grandmother's going to feed you. You can believe that. I love it. I love it. So, so growing up for anybody watching, that's not familiar with this. I'm just going to say this. Um, Cleveland is cold. I mean, Cleveland is cold in July sometimes. Come on. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, you're right up there near the North pole. It feels like sometimes, but yeah. you know, it, it is the winters are brutal up there. I mean, they, they can be really, yes. I I've actually, I'm a Steelers fan, but, but don't hold that against me, <laughs> but I, I've been in the new Brown stadium sitting in the the dog pound and that wind coming off of lake erie listen it, it's <laughs> like you there's nothing to compare it to no it's not so i always get confused when when i, when I hear people saying they're shutting schools and and shutting this i'm like come I, on we push through come on, get some tenacity in you come on i know right so, so what, tell me like, so you grew up with your grandmother, right? How yes. old were you when you moved in with your grandmother? We moved in when I was two. Okay. When I was wow. two okay. years old. Okay. And yeah. mom and dad were just not, not around. Is that what happened? Oh, no, they were around, honey. Believe you me, they were around. That's why I said, I'm telling you, I'm a blessed child. Wow. So absolutely around. My mom was very active. My dad oh. was around. My grandmother made sure of it. Is that my mother remarried um, a wonderful man. Um, he was very good to me. I had a brother out of that marriage. Wow. Um, my dad was around, honey. It was nothing that I did not need that they were not there. My mom. Wow. Every field trip, every program, every piano recital, everything you could think of, uh, they were there. Wow. And it just so happenstance. Like I said, that's why I consider myself blessed. Because even though my mom remarried, um, my grandmother made sure that all of us still stayed intact. You know, you hear about these stories where the mom talk about the dad and they don't include the child. You know, it's, it's amazing. I wish I could just really pull parents in today and say, don't get the kid involved. Let the kid understand and have a relationship with both their mom and dad. So mm. I'm fortunate where I had relationships with both sides of the family, very active with them. And it was like, really, they just lived, they just slept in another house. Pretty wow. much. Wow. It was like, yeah, I was blessed. That's awesome. What, so growing up, so you went to school and high school and all that in, in East Cleveland. No, Cleveland Public Schools. Oh, East Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah, East Cleveland is a suburb of Cleveland. Oh, okay. I didn't see it. See how well I know Cleveland. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, I have. I've been to Cleveland like three times in my entire life. So, um, but okay. So you went to Cleveland Public Schools. What was it like? Were you in sports? Did you do what? What was it like growing up for you in, so, in school and stuff? I, I want to say, Ken, that for me, 
it was a very cohesive community because we grew up in what most people would call the projects. Okay. Um, I call them the townhouses. Um, I grew up because, you know, it's always where I, I always tell people, you know, because you live in a place where others identify it as low or, or less than, you don't live like that. And so, again, I didn't know any better because we've always had the best food. We always had the best clothes. We had a community that was cohesive. We were back in the day where if you did something down the street, the neighbor got on you, honey, and then you got it when you got home. So I, I mean, the neighbors snatch you right up and on. whoop your butt. Come on. I don't know what this new wave is where you can't say nothing to the kids. Because... <laughs> Honey, grandma and mama got the word before we got home. <laughs> and so I, I'm telling you, we were very close in there. We lived um, right down the street from our school, Way Park Elementary, for those who are watching or familiar with Cleveland. On Way this Park. Is my wife, my wife's on here. She, she said her dad, I told you she was born in Cleveland. Okay. Her dad graduated from North Royalton and her mom graduated from Parma. Wow. So she's very familiar with oh, Cleveland. Yeah. Very oh, familiar. Yeah. So yeah. it was great growing up. I'm very active in school. Um, I had um, some very powerful teachers that really poured into me. Um, I started uh, playing the piano, I would say around third grade. And so um, a teacher really took heart to me, really took me in, Miss Blaylard, bless her heart. And so I became so engaged in it, um, you know, living in what people call the projects. That's not really your typical or what you do. And so uh, fourth grade, she really saw the talent in me. And she said, this, this young lady really needs what she'll be able to practice more on a consistent basis. And so again, my grandmother called my daddy and I told you, she called them, they come. And so he purchased me a piano. Wow. And my grandmother and I, we talk about that today, how he came and I'll never forget, he counted out nine $100 bills and we bought it at Halley's downtown. If anyone remember downtown, Cleveland at Halley's. And that was the talk of the community, that there's a piano coming because I would play it and they would hear it. And again, and it's not nothing that was was what considered, you know, like a brag item. Yeah. Everyone was so supportive, like, wow, this young lady gets this opportunity. And so um, it was very, it was very exciting times just um, being wow. able to have that connector if you will, yeah. that was different from the sports. Yeah. But pulling yeah. out that talent. And um, she took me to my first opera. Um, so those type of things. So I was really blessed. Um, really wow. blessed. There was a, a, a very intelligent and very um, well-known gentleman named Danny Kaysan. I will never wow. forget. I think it was maybe in the maybe third, fourth grade. And I played a duet with him. And I will never forget that until this day. And that was a many, many, many years ago. <laughs> but the opportunity to um, play side him was, was just really awesome. And wow. so my family kept us engaged. My mom, she introduced me to many, many things. Again, exposure is key. You know that. Yep. So I went to the Michael Jackson concerts, um, Niagara Falls, Canada trips, just wow. exposed us. And even though people say, okay, you live in a quote-unquote projects, which I call the townhouses, um, it's, it's exposure. It's exposure. And so I had a childhood that 
kept us together, that was cohesive. We were family oriented. We did downtown trips together. Um, very active in school, parents very involved in school, even though come from a divorced family yeah. and, and raised by my grandparents, still that cohesiveness cohesiveness remained. That's all it was it was a great childhood. So and by the way, I've actually many, 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 many years ago, um, I've been to a house party in the projects in Dayton. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah. it's, it's a little different, isn't it? Uh, a little, little, little bit, a <laughs> little bit. Um, but so, you know, I, I, I do know, though, that, um, you know, if you look at statistics as a whole, a lot of people don't don't leave. A okay. lot of people, and even where I grew up was a very, very poor and depressed area. And, and a lot of people don't leave. What for you, because I, I know a little bit about your story and your background and what you do now, which is unbelievable. We're going to get to that. But um, where did things go for you as you got through school, you got through high school? Where, where did, where did things go? What, where did you end up going from there? Um, I end up going to um, the University of Akron. Okay. Um, for right my, down the road. Yep. Yeah. Um, again, keep don't want to leave that home. When you're close, you don't want to go too far. Right. right. Um, but again, you, you say something about statistics and people don't leave. Um, one thing that I found um, even growing up is that it's a, it's a mindset. And we talked about that on the plane. We did. Um, yeah. We were so blessed. Everyone in that area, everyone in those... Um, projects, townhouses, we we were given a mindset and the belief that there is more and that we are not to look down on where we are. Mm. Because again, when you change the mindset of where you are, you knew no different. Right. And because everyone worked together and was cohesive, we talk about that. Like if one family cooked, everyone was able to be a part of it. If one was hurting, everyone hurt. We were that cohesive. And so it wasn't a matter of of, of being downtrodden, if you will, because we're in this, it was a matter of, we have pride. We were taught pride. Um, all of our families work together to encourage and lift each other up. And so it wasn't a question on, um, are you going to quote unquote, get out? It's when are you going to get out? Wow. And what are you going to do with the skills and the knowledge that you receive once you get out? And so even to this day, we still kind of keep in touch with some of those who are there. And so um, my, my journey was college wasn't a question. And yes, I was the first, I was a first gen student first generation student. And so I filled out the application. I had to understand how to fill out FAFSA. I had to maneuver around how to fill in what my grandfather was making, what grandma had, how to filter in so that you can get this application and you can get this financial aid. Right. But again, it wasn't about me on this island alone. It's like pulling in those resources and pulling in people that was your support system to help you do that. And so that's where the blessed part was. And what and what what did you study in college when you went? Um, I was in um, sociology, and I studied chemistry as well. Oh, um, I chemistry! Know, I know. I love. <laughs> I love like the, the the curiosity of it, but that social piece of loving people has always just been in my belly, Ken. It's I, I always, know. 
it's always been in my belly. And believe it or not, I end up when I graduated from college at a chemical company for eight and a half years. Oh my gosh. Are you serious? Can you believe that? Wow. Can you believe it? Yes. America. Was that in the greater Cleveland area? It was at Cuyahoga Falls, which is right next to Akron, kind of suburb That's, of Akron. My wife and I were just up there in February for our anniversary. Oh That's, we, stayed, we stayed at that um, Sheraton on the falls right there. Nice. I worked That's, right across the tracks, right across wow. the tracks. Right yeah. there. That's right where we went on our, our wedding night was that yes, hotel. Small yeah. world. Isn't that crazy? That so, is so, so, and by the way, best Sunday brunch in the world is right there. Um, but let's go back to, so you get out of college, which has to be, um, celebrated. I, I'm sure people were like, you know, right yes. on way to go. Um, you go to, you, you go, what apply for a job you get, you get a job at this chemical company. Well, actually, I worked at the chemical company during college with a temp oh. agency, just wanting to get a taste of it. And so um, while working there, once I graduated, they hired me full time. Wow. Yeah. And so American was a company that dealt with color matching, um, mm -hmm. a lot of um, polyurethanes, a lot of um, siding of your housing, if you will. Okay, yeah. Customers were like Wilson Golf Balls. That was one of my babies. Wow. Um, another customer like your GM and Ford, you know, the dashboard of your cars. Yep, yeah. And so we color matched that and we did different testing on it to make sure if it was in a car crash, how much would the color disperse, things like that. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and so I was the only female. Can you believe it for a while? The only female, and I'm going to say it, the only black female in the lab. Really? Yeah, for a while. You said, I'm going to say it. <laughs> yes. I'm going to say it. You might as well say it. Come to on, Yolanda. I am, to show how blessed I am. That's right. That's <laughs> right. So, so you, okay, so you did that for eight and a half years, and then what? So um, as we as I shared on the on the play, my husband, who I have been with since high school, love him some Kevin Cooper, honey. Yes, uh, the Lord sure enough took his rib out and put in me. <laughs> oh my Lord! Yes, we've been That's together awesome. forever. Went to the prom and everything. But on his journey, um, he went to Ohio State or whatever, and we dated ten years before we got married. Oh, wow. And so um, the Lord. Um, saw fit to call him into the um, the call of ministry. Yeah. And so during that time, you know, we had been married maybe a year or two, maybe a year or two. And so um, the bishop sent him, assigned him to a church in Pennsylvania. Wow. And so we moved to Pennsylvania. What part? Pharaoh Sharon, right across the border. Across from Youngstown, not far from Youngstown. My wife, they ended up moving from Cleveland after she was born over to Erie, PA. Wow. Yeah. I think yeah. me and your wife may be a little related because we finally <laughs> right? travel path. Right, right. So, so okay. So you were you went to PA and you were how old then? 20 mid mid to late 20s. It sounds yes, like. late 20s. Okay. Late 20s. Um, how long were you in Pennsylvania? Six years. Now that just for everybody watching, let me give you a point of reference. Cleveland gets about, I don't know, 30 feet of snow a year. I'm kidding. I don't know how much it is, but 
you move, just go on over the border to the that region of Pennsylvania and just 10x the amount of snow. I'm telling you, we can't leave it. We can't leave it. It's, it's crazy. Yes. So, yes. okay. So now you're in Pennsylvania. Um, you, um, well, you left the chemical company. Your husband mm -hmm. takes on um, a job as the minister of a church. Mm -hmm. And um, what did you do? So um, when I went there, there was an um, organization, it was an anti-drug coalition, and okay. they were just starting up. They received a grant to start an anti-drug coalition within Farrell, Pennsylvania. It was okay. a new position that had opened up as a coordinator. And so I had um, applied for that position and I got that position. Wow. And what I loved about that position, because it was very community oriented, um, it allowed us to um, connect again. You know, I'm a connector, connect with the yeah. community, connect with people and make some changes, make some changes. It's, it's no it's no um, secret that there was drugs issues, um, a, a downtrodden area yeah. in Carroll where people looked at it as, quote unquote, less than. Um, but we were able to start this coalition with this grant and really build the community and give the community an opportunity to show their pride and to take a stand of what belonged to them. Okay. And so we did different things like um, starting like a, um, um, it wasn't a shelter, but it was an opportunity where they could come together and talk, those who were dealing with um, drugs. Uh, we created a youth coalition. Um, under my watch, which I was very proud of, where young people were able to come and, and kind of build themselves up and do things that were positive within the community. Um, and so that was an awesome opportunity. Um, like I said, um, working with those, the mayor of the city and, and working with um, behavioral um, health, just all those things with um, Ms. Ali Michelle Brown, um, who was a force within a community, still is, she kind of led that, but she was so determined to make sure her community that she was born and raised had a stance, had it on the map that we are somebody, that we are as well, have an opportunity to have our students, have our kids learn more, have those who are struggling to get help and have those who are are living in an, in a in a poverty mindset to build yeah. them out of that mindset. And so mm. my job was just coordinating all these different activities to make sure that we as well, again, there's that mindset again, yeah. come out of that mindset yeah. that you are less than, but walk in what you are, walk in your pride, walk in what you have. Just because you live on the street, it's about how it looks. It doesn't matter where you are. Get the trash up, build, put some paint on the houses, have some vibrant activities going on within the community. That's what it was about. And so I was excited to do that. Wow. So, so you were over there, how long you said six years? I was there six years. So okay. I worked for um, the race, the anti-erase, um, anti-drug coalition. And then I was pulled to be um, talent research coordinator, not talent research, talent search, which is a trio program. I'm sure you heard of Upward Bound. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So talent search is sort of like a, one of the trio programs. I worked for Penn State University, but I stayed within um, Farrell and I was housed in Sharon High School and did that uh -huh. program. 
And wow. that program was building our young people and prepping them, getting them on a path of college, exposing them to different um, colleges, to um, I did different workshops with them. Again, just getting them in the mindset. I keep that mindset keep coming up of yeah. what you can do more with your life. And so that was another excellent opportunity um, where I was able to, I was blessed to build the percentage of students applying for college. I think it went from like 20% to like 50 something percent. And yeah. before I left, all of our students applied and was able to get into a college of their choice. You know, I'm, I, I listened to you and I, I, I mean, the, the flight from Columbus to Dallas and everything we talked about. And, and I think, you know, I think about because we're getting a broad God's eye view of a lot of things, right? Many, many years. I mean, mm -hmm. eight years at the chemical company, six years in, 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 in Pennsylvania or in that part of Pennsylvania, at least. Mm -hmm. um, you were, you were coming across individuals people, human beings on a daily basis, right? Yes. And you were given opportunities every day. You know, I think that, that a lot of people wonder about this planet looking for that mountaintop to scream their message to when they're surrounded by people that need them right here and right now, right? Yes. And, and I'm sure that you had many of those opportunities, kids coming in, you know, think about some of the kids you've worked with. I, are there any standouts that you were like, yeah, I, I know for a fact I impacted this one and he or she went on to do great things. Did, is there anybody that stands out in your mind that you really feel like you impacted in a positive way? Yeah, it is, Ken. It's multiple. Because what I've learned is that um, even though you don't see it right then, you know, you have to understand that what you're speaking and what you're planning, whatever you plant grows. Yes. And so that is what's key, because a lot of times I think we get caught up in you know, well, I did this for this person, but I don't see them operating in and I don't see them taking advantage of it. But you just sit back and you continue to plant because you don't know what the words are coming out of your mouth are saying or planning in that individual. And I think a lot, like I say, with our young people is that when you speak something, speak life into them speak life because they're taking heed. They may not be, you may think they're not listening, but yeah. what you plant grow. I often think about this young man when you said that and how he was so angry, I guess is the word. He was just so angry, just a hard life with what mom, dad was not in this life, built by his grandmother, just angry. I dealt with him fighting a lot. And no matter how angry he would come in my building, I would say, good morning, my king. Good morning, mm. my king. This is going to be a great day for you. And even at the beginning, he never responded to me. Just that angry look. But no matter, I continue to say, oh, you're good. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. And believe it or not, this young man, nobody knew had a talent of art that was out of sight. 
Really? But he was so angry. It's almost like he put a wall up because he didn't want anyone in. Yeah. And that's what we do. We don't want people in. And so they don't get to see the gift or the talent that's inside of us. But I continue to speak in that young man. His name is Anthony. I'm not going to say his last name. Right, right. But yeah. I will never forget how angry Anthony was and what a great artist he was. And those angry art that he would draw, the, the monster and the anger. And after just every day, Every time I see him, oh, you're great. Good morning, my king. Good morning, my king. Oh, what do you have today? Okay, so even with the angry pictures, what are you feeling when you see that? Yeah. But then eventually this young man just began to show really his art. And even we had him uh, signed up for competitions. It was just an amazing story. And I often think of that young man, all because someone was planting positivity in him. There you go. And that's it. And that's what we talked about on the plane. That's yeah. a lot of what we talked about. So, so eventually you ended up in Ohio, back in Ohio, um, where Pennsylvania, um, for Whoa, sorry. I think we had an internet hiccup. Yeah. How long were you in Pennsylvania again total? Six years. Six years. Okay. And you ended up back in Ohio. Yes. Okay. Where how did that all happen? Where where did again back to the love of my life? This looks like you're freezing up. Can you hear me okay? Yep, I hear you now. Sorry. Okay. We're having, all right. having some internet troubles. Yeah, so the bishop sent him to um, pastor a church in Cincinnati, Ohio. And wow. so that's how I ended up in Ohio. And once I came here, um, I ended up working for the University of Cincinnati as an academic advisor. One of the best experiences ever. Academic advisor, and I taught a couple of classes there, and we really focused on those students. Remember how back in the day they would have undecided as your major? Well, yep. here it was exploratory studies. And I would always say, You're exploring your options and giving these young people an opportunity to explore what may be a best fit for them. And so I worked very closely with those students. Um, awesome team. Awesome, 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 awesome. I cannot speak highly enough about the exploratory team at the University of Cincinnati under the leadership of Tara um, Stoffel Ward now. Um, and again, that opportunity was, again, changing the mindset even of how you advise. Because what we did was we changed it. We changed the tone because you have to understand Whenever you're given an opportunity, it's not, it's not the status quo. And I'm all about, I'm, I, 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 will say, I think I'm a change agent. I can't just advise someone day after day and have them come in and sit. I mean, we did things where we built relationships with our students, yeah. learned about our students, became, became um, um, how to identify our students because you had a multifaceted of students from different yep. backgrounds. And I believe they loved our team because we did it, Ken. Even we would go to Indian restaurants to learn, you know, the foods that they eat. 
Ethiopian restaurants. We went to a mass where we put on the head wrap. We understood wow. the different um, holidays. Can you imagine a student who had Christmas and like the September, October, and they come in your office and you acknowledge that? Wow. Can you imagine a connector? Can yeah. you imagine the connection? That's awesome. Those, the Asian population, you know, a lot of them would give you a different name because they didn't want you, you know, that you couldn't pronounce their name. But oh, yeah. we was like, no, 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 no. I would have a chart with how to pronounce the names. Wow. And I would say, no, your name is Jen. I think Z, Z H E N is pronounced Chen, I believe it is, or mm -hmm. Jen. I can't think right now, but we did those things. Why? Because it's important that you connect with whoever is in your presence. Amen. You want them to feel like they belong just like you belong. And so that was an op an, an awesome opportunity and building up our students. That's what we did. It doesn't matter what level they're on. That was higher ed, but making that connection. What what I love about you is, you know, you you're like, let's just go out here and um, blaze a path for others and, and illuminate it with my light. No, no entitlement. No, just we're just going to go make this happen and yes. be the light as as um, who who is it that said um Gandhi, or I think it was Gandhi said, be the change that you wish to see that in the world. And, in the world. and that's, that's who you are. You're just out here being the change. And, and you just said, it. I'm a change agent. <laughs> uh, it's important, Ken. It's important. Too many people, as you said, live in this stuck mentality. Yeah. And, and it's only because no one have exposed them to how to be poured into. And it's, it's, it's changing the mindset of those individuals. And yeah. too many people see, even you talked about it. It was so odd when you said to me on the plane that the news is something you try to avoid. Because what does it do? It makes you feel worse. It makes you feel like everything is like just, just this, this total negativity. And yes, the news is important. Don't get me wrong. But too many people live stuck because they stay within news that tells them that there's nothing better. I, 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 I <laughs> with a lot of love and respect, I disagree. I don't think the news is important in any way. Here's okay. what I think. I think if the world's coming to an end, I'm going to know sooner or later. What do I got to prepare for? <laughs> like, like people are like, well, you got to be prepared. To what, die? Yeah. Like, okay. okay, I'm prepared. I done found the Lord. We're good. So I, like, I don't like, anyway, so, so I, 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 my question for you is, and, and again, I'm not, there's no, I'm not like trying to say everything fits in this one box. I know that there's exceptions. Absolutely. I know that, um, you know, I mentioned statistically the, a, a little bit ago, um, look, statistically where I'm from, people stay stuck there and it's like the divorce Mecca capital of Ohio, I think. And, and, and it's just a, a melting pot of, of, of anyway. Um, what do you think, in your opinion, what do you think keeps people 
stuck down there where they 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 aren't getting out and they they haven't been you know like anthony hanging out with miss cooper and 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 you know what do you think is keeping people stuck in life where they don't achieve real financial success where they don't achieve um getting beyond their fears what is holding people back i don't know the true answer ken but if i was to take a guess I truly believe that people are stuck because, and I'm going to say it, because you want to be there. Mm. Excuse me. Say that again so the people in the back can hear. I am so sorry, but I truly believe. No, don't be sorry. I love that answer. Say it again. They are stuck because they want to be stuck. Mm. There are too many opportunities, and I'm sure you heard the saying I can take you to the water. I can bring you the Kool-Aid, but I cannot make you drink it. Amen. Oh my gosh. Amen. I cannot make you drink it. So what do you want? And you know, my motto, even with my Yolanda Motivates is don't just be alive, but live. People Mm. are alive, but they are not living because you don't, you choose not to live. You have the same opportunity as everyone else. And a lot of people can throw in your face where you know this person and you're able to do that. No, 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 no. The person you meet with, as you say, every single day, when you go in the grocery store, there's an opportunity. I didn't know you can. That opportunity came. What do you do with the opportunity that is given to you? Yes, you can sit and wallow and you can hide behind that door and hide behind that screen. My husband and I just did a message yesterday on come out of hiding. (laughs) Come out of hiding. You cannot get whatever is offered to you by you hiding, by you staying stuck. Come on. You won't know that you can until you try. Mm. You know, and, and, and I... I, oh, I'm sorry. That that just because again, everyone is given opportunity. It doesn't matter how much you have. It's what you do with what you have. Mm. It's what you do with what you have. What do you want to do with it? I can't make you. I'm sorry, Ken. I'm sorry. No, so no, no, no. Oh God, please don't be sorry. This is unreal. So okay, how about this? But but. But Miss Cooper, listen, uh, you know, um, I feel like the Cleveland Indians name is, uh, has just held me down. And if they would just change that, then my life will get better. <laughs> you need the name change, kid. <laughs> Maybe something will happen, huh? You're trying to help them out. You change that name, my life's going to get better. I promise you. It's it's been holding me back for for decades. So so what? I mean, and I, I'm I'm kind of being funny, but there are a lot of people. I grew up I grew up really in a poor poor family. Okay, like I mean, but I I don't let it hold me back. Like what? I think about all the the people who are are stuck in in a poverty mentality or stuck in a well you know we that's just my family we we all go to prison you know we all do this ha- I mean, how do you move society out of that mindset and into what you're talking about 
Well, I, I, I don't think I can really tackle society, but I'm going to tell you, I can do one person at a time. Oh, come That's on. That's why I love education, because I'm going to put it in each child that I come in contact with. Mm. One person at a time, change their belief system, change their mindset. Hopefully they'll take and transition those skills into every place they go. Because if we try to tackle the society, we're going to get frustrated. But we have to have the joy in knowing that we can hit one person at a time and make sure that we're giving it to them with fidelity and with sincerity because they have to see it. They'll, they'll grab a hold of it. I told you right now, I, I've had, I've had, I've been blessed. I was at um, post-secondary college. Then I was principal from seven through 12. Now I'm a principal from pre-K to five. It starts at pre-K. Do you does. think I'm not taking advantage? of the fact that I'm starting at the core, when mm. those pre-K students walk in my building, it's an automatic good morning, my future leader. Because wow. I'm changing the mindset, yes, you are a future leader. I don't care how young you are. You, you are my future too. leader. You I are intelligent. It. You are important. You will think big and you will work hard. And mm. that's what I instill in them. Because it's one person at a time. We have We cannot give up on it. There's greater out there. There's more out there. There's more out there. God did not put all of these things here for us to be stuck and, and to stay in hiding. Do y'all understand now why Miss Cooper's on my show? Come on. Oh, I, you, I, I, um, look, people are stuck because you want to be stuck. Dynamo speaker. So, so, so Yolanda. You, oh, wow. And I keep calling you miss. It's Mrs. I'm sorry. No, you're um, fine. You're fine. What's the title? <laughs> exactly. Right. So, you know, I, um, I have a, a, I have a friend that runs the, um, Ohio suicide prevention foundation, the hotline and, and, um, you know, during the last few years, suicide rates just skyrocketed, yeah. you know, people taking their yeah. own lives. And 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 along with that, uh, you know, a lot of um, other energies out there of, of crime going up and everything else. Like, what do you say to somebody that and I've been here, by the way, where you feel like you're at the end of your rope, you've tried everything. It doesn't seem to be working for you. Mm -hmm. um, your electric's getting shut off. I've had that happen. I've you know had a car repoed. I've been through it all. Mm -hmm. What do you say to somebody that feels like they've given life everything and they're still getting kicked in the face and 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 they just are ready to give up? It's, it's hard. It's hard to address that, Ken, because, um, and, and you're a prayer warrior as well, and, yeah. and we're quick to say pray, but God has revealed something to me, um, and I believe during this COVID, is that be real with people. People are dealing with what's real. And so I, I have to submit and say, in your prayer, pray that God connects you with a support system where you can talk things out. And also, I don't want people to think that, yeah, you're just saying that because you're not going through anything. Listen, let me tell you, this smile on my face and this cuteness that you see. <laughs> yeah. 
honey, have been through. I may not look like what I've been through, but we all been through and we all go through. And so we can speak on it because I refuse to allow life to happen to me, but I'm going to make life happen. Mm. Is that hard? Of course it is. And that's why you you are sent opportunity and people to reach out to. Come out of hiding. Come on with it. Come on. Hiding and connect with resources and things that can help you. Again, you have tried everything. But in your prayer, you have to pray, God, send me the right person that I need. Send me the right connector. Now, when he sent it to you, you said this kid on on the plane. You said, now, I may offer people an opportunity, but if they don't take it, my hands are tied. That's right. Take hold of what is given to you. Yep. Life is hard, but what do you want out of life? I share with you, I command my morning every day. There are a lot of things that I go through behind the scene, but I command it. Talk about it. What do you do? I command command it. it. I do my motivational. I do my prayer. I do my meditation. I wake up and I say the prayer every day. Lord, enlarge my territory. Keep your hands upon me and keep evil and temptation away from me. I do it every day because I command, this will be a great day. Yes. When I'm feeling bad, my body's feeling under the weather, dealing with something with family, dealing with something with church folk. Yeah. I'm being yeah. real. Yeah. No. I declare. I said, I declare. No one can declare it for me. I declare that this will be a great day. I declare that. Even when my students come in, you can see they've been through something. But I say, listen here, baby, I declare this will be a great day for you because you are a future leader. And when I see them, I make them open their mouth and say, I will have a great day, Miss Cooper. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. Mm. And I check in on it throughout the day. Those who are struggling, get somebody to check in on you. Have them do a check in on you. Yep. What about the the people that um, I'm sure you've heard this? Well, the the hey, um, this is just my lot in life. The Lord just doesn't want me to be successful, or the Lord. Uh, I, I tell, tell. Let me. Let me. I'm a. All right. Let's take the gloves off. Here we go. In the, you know, and I know a lot of people in the Christian community. Um, and yes, I said Christian. I'm not singling out just just Christians, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's the world I'm familiar with. Um, that that feel like if you're if you're if you're wealthy, if you are really making it, um, then that's against the word of God. And and it, you've met those people, right? Come on. <laughs> um, to talk about that, like. Talk about what, what do you say to somebody that says that to you? Like, it's just my, this being poor and oppressed and pushed down and kept down and held back. That's just my lot in life. That's the way the Lord wants it for me. Well, I'm so sorry you said the Lord, my friend, because the Lord said, I come that you may have life and life more abundantly. Come on. I don't know what other else you can say about that, because he said, I came that you might have life and life more abundantly. I came that your soul may prosper. And, And so those words, abundant and prosper, does not equate with 
I must not have, I cannot have, those words do not equate. And so again, change your mindset of what you think is prosperous and what you think is abundant. Mm. Because you have $50,000 in the bank does not mean you're living abundantly. Amen. So think, change your mindset of what's prosperous and what's abundant and live accordingly. I always tell him, I tell my son and he'll tell you, please don't disappoint God. Don't do that to him. Don't make him feel like what he's done for you is a little me, little thing. You ever gave someone a gift and they look at the gift and they're like, oh, thanks. You go by the house, the gift is on the shelf. Oh, thanks. And you spent all your time and money on yeah. that gift. Yeah. Can you yeah. imagine God giving us the gift of life every day and I stay waddled in the bed? I stay waddled in a corner. I complain all mm. day long. And he has given me this gift of life. Don't do God like that. Don't do him like that. Look, Alan, <laughs> I love it. But it's true. It's true. That's what this show's about is like, get unstuck. This is get, get your breakthrough. This is, this is your time, you know, and, 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 and Yolanda, you know, I'm sure that, that coming up, from where you came up and, and, and I'm sure that there were people in your life that were not a positive influence. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure that along the way you had setbacks and, and, and things that, that made you go, what the heck's the point of all this, right? How do you get, how do you keep moving forward? If you've made a mistake, if you had a setback, if somebody was mean to you or hateful or spiteful or, or backstabbing or like, how do you push and get through that and, and say, I'm, I'm moving on. We're here. We go. We're going up. We're still going up. Let's go. Ken, it's hard. It's hard. Please understand it's hard. And the hardest part is that a lot of times it's those that are closest to you. It's those who you think have your back. Mm. Like you say, that 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 speak negative into you, that that tell you things that that maybe just give that up. People are all people are not nice. I, I, I don't know what anyone has told you, but they're not. They're not. But what you have to understand or what I come to understand is not to let people change me because they will allow you to be bitter. They will allow you to be hateful. Do not let people change you. I've had situations where even in this field of education, where people have just, you know, just be mean. I mean, I don't understand where the mean streak comes from. But actually mean, talk to me like I am nobody. Talk down to me. Make mm. me feel like I'm less than. Try to make you feel. Try, see, you see what I said? Yeah. Did I not cry some nights? I'm being real on your show. Yeah. I've cried on many nights. Church folk. I've cried. I've been hurt. Told me to my face. Mm. about what they were not going to do and criticize my husband and, and all of this. Church folk, people at work who are mean. And you wonder, how do I maintain a smile? A smile, Because I'm going to hold on to it. Greater is he that is in me that he is in the world. Amen. I command what I will feel. Mm. I command how much energy I will give you. Come I on. command how you will affect me. 
Mm. You will not change the smile. My son tells me all the time, he said, mama, you're so nice. You're always nice to people. And I'm going to continue to be. Now you will not use me because God gives me wisdom. But I will not be mm. mean. I will not be nasty because mm. I'm living a life of abundance. And I declare that I shall keep a smile on my face. I may go home. I may cry. But I go to my word and I lift my up. He's a lifter of my head. That's the word. He's a lifter. Mm. And so Go I am going to live this life of abundance. I got things to do. What you tell me on that plane, Ken? You when got I got nervous, when that when that, when that that little jitter came and I got nervous, you said, you ain't going nowhere yet. We got things to do. She said, <laughs> she, she did. We, got, we had some turbulence and she started speaking in Ooh, tongues. Honey, I said, my, 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 my. You were, <laughs> the you name. Were, but, but I'm like, you, there, you have nothing to fear. Nothing. Right. And, and you know, Yolanda, I think that the, the biggest takeaway I've, I, that actually maybe because i ask everybody that that question and and the what keeps people stuck and your answer might be one of the very best ever on the show and and that is they they choose to stay there they it's a choice they're making yes. you're choosing if you go through life having a bad attitude and you're angry and you're bitter mm -hmm. and you're 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 mean you're choosing that yep. you're you're choosing that and and that like uh, uh when when we talk about abundance we're not talking about just financial abundance Come on. we're Come talking on about again. everything right Come like that it. smile that real you would not be on my show if it weren't for your loving, beautiful, happy energy. And I mean that. Thank you. Thank like, you so I, much. I was so drawn to your energy. And, and uh, I mean, it, it, anyway, Yolanda, you're amazing. How can, how can people follow you? And my wife agrees with me that that's one of the best answers ever to that Thank question. You. How how do people follow you? I want to I want to put a little ticker up on the screen. So, do you have a website? Is there anything like that? Yeah, I do. It's yolandamotivates.com. Um I'm in the process as I share with you. I do have a podcast. Um I'm moving forward with that. I got out of being stuck because Good. I want it to happen. I want people to be changed. I want people to be motivated and encouraged to live their best life. And so um, it's Yolanda Motivates. You can look that up on YouTube. That's awesome. Yeah. And awesome. you can reach out to me at my email address, which is yomotivates at gmail.com. Yomotivates at gmail. You go by yo. Some people call me yo. Nah. -uh. I say that all the time. I, I address people all the time. I'll be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Um, wow. Yolanda, you are, you are amazing. And, and where, and your, your church is, is still in Cincinnati, right? We're actually in Zeno. We've moved. The Bishop has moved us again. <laughs> uh, where are you? So I'm in Columbus. I'm in Columbus, Ohio. And my okay. husband is the pastor of the great um, United Amity Church in Xenia, Ohio. Xenia. Xenia. Yes. That's um, out there by Dayton. Yep. Yeah. That's it. Wow. Yep. 
So amazing. What uh, what are final if 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 you had the opportunity to speak to every single person on planet Earth all at the same time like right now I handed you a microphone and I said Yolanda you're you are fixing to deliver a message to every person on this planet all at the same time and they're all just waiting to hear you what would you say to every single person on this planet all at the same time right now I think I would say one statement to them and that is don't just be alive, but live. And my question would be to them, how are you living? What are you doing with the life and the breath that you have been given at this moment? Don't take for granted the breath that you have will continue on. So what are you going to do with it? Because the world is waiting. Everyone has a part in this large planet. Everyone has a part. Will you fail at what your part is to make sure that you are living and giving, giving abundantly? Somebody needs you. So what are you doing with the breath that you have been given? There you have it, folks. That That's it. That's it. Go out and be intentional and create. Create your life. Create it. Oh. Yolanda, you're amazing. I absolutely love your energy and everything about you. You're you're awesome. Thanks. And we got to hug. Yes. <laughs> I said, when we get off this plane, I'm giving you a hug. You're amazing. Yes. So, yes. I appreciate yep. you so much for this opportunity. I pray that God continue to bless what you're doing. You're doing mm -hmm. some awesome things. In our household is that little tag you gave me about speaking about money yep. flows to me oh yeah every yeah day. every day every I day see it. what you say I when i give you something it's up to you on what you do with it that's right it's up to you yes. yolanda cooper everybody go follow are you on facebook or or any of the social media i am i am okay. on facebook okay. yep okay. you'll see yolanda okay. you'll see me um with my smile <laughs> You're amazing. Yes, but it hit me up. I, I really mean that because I believe there's some out there who may just need a encouraging word. So please email me anytime. Yo, um, yo motivates at gmail.com. Yo motivates. Somebody put that in the comments for me, would you? Yo motivates at gmail.com. Feel free yes. to reach out to Yolanda. Yolanda, thank you so much. You're amazing. Thank you, sir. And thank and you. I I'm I'm looking forward to to getting to know you and your husband. And, yes, and, and I want to meet your wife. You remember, you, we're not far away, so let's do it. I We're really not at yes. all. So, all right, everybody, go follow Yolanda. Send her an email if you have any questions or, or just want to say thank you. There you go. Robert Brooker put it in there. Thank you, Robert. Thank and, you. And, and you guys have an awesome day. Yolanda, I'm going to end the live stream, so stay with me. I appreciate you all being here and thank you if you shared this out and thank you once again, Yolanda, I, I really genuinely appreciate you. Thank you so much, sir. It was an honor. Thank you. You're amazing. Thank you. We'll see you guys later.